So hello, this is Susan F. Um, I am from Arizona, and I am in Pacific Standard Time, and I am a recovered compulsive eater. Um, and I am going to share my story, and hopefully, you know, it will give someone out there some um, strength, some hope, um, whatever, um, you know, whatever you need. So my um, my story starts really at a very young age. Um, when I was about, I, I remember already compulsively eating um, when I was a um, when I was five. And what I mean by compulsive eating is that I would take a bite of something, even as a little kid, and I couldn't stop myself. Like I just was a voracious eater. Um, you know, people would say I have a, <laughs> a healthy appetite. Um, but even back then, you know, way, way back then, um, you know, I felt like I had to have food, but I was so little, I didn't really understand that. Um, so I grew up, um, I grew up in a household with, um, you know, a lot of, um, I guess the word is not being emotionally supported. So I was a pretty lonely kid, um, didn't have many friends, um, felt, you know, a lot of fear. I was a fearful child. Um, there was a lot of concern about me and my um, development and intellect. And, um, and honestly, I learned at a very young age that, um, you know, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't enough. And the reason why I even um, do that, and I even say that, is because it, it did, I really do think it started the basis of a lot of, um, you know, problems of just having a void in my heart. Um, and I needed to fill that void desperately, but um, didn't know how. And um, at a really young age, I think the food absolutely filled that void. Um, and I, I, lear I was a fast learner when it came to that. So I just, you know, I was already eating a lot as a young child, and it went on for, you know, for years. Um, you know, all kinds of food. I, I just liked eating. And the more that I was alone and unhappy, food was you know, as many people would say, it was my constant. I always had it. I knew it was there. Um, I never had to worry about it not being there. And frankly, it was a better companion than the adults in my life. I, I my the adults really weren't very reliable. So who, you know, so it was easier to have food. So this went on, you know, through the years. And um, I remember. You know, I always struggled with my weight, of course, because of the, um, you know, if you eat, um, if you eat too much, sometimes, you know, you are going to pay a price for that. So by the time I hit, I want to say I hit high school now, I had already been severely bullied. Um, I was bullied for many, many years, and this also um, set the tone for not you know, for not being enough. Um, and that, frankly, you know, I just got a lot of um, respite from eating. 
And then the, in, the interesting thing is in high school, um, I realized that I was, um, that, you know, I, I, I realized that everybody around me was thin. I realized that, that you know, there was a lot of skinny people. Um, you know, I felt very, you know, unhappy compared to others. And, um, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> um, I realized that if I didn't eat, I could lose weight and then everyone would like me. And that's what happened through, um, you know, through high school. I just realized that, you know, if I didn't eat, then people would like me and um, I would be skinny and it would all be good. And, um and actually, my parents were very happy when I started to lose weight, too, and they started to compliment me. So I really felt I had arrived by just not eating. Um, so, of course, doing that, um, I did lose weight, and I just completely, um, you know, pretty much stopped eating. I mean, I would have a little bit, but um, I really kept it, kept it low. And I made sure that I didn't eat too much so that I would keep my, I would keep my skinniness. Um, I stopped, you know, I stopped listening to the, um, you know, listening to the signals and everything else. And um, I just kept, kept doing that. And I was literally trapped. Um, I remember, you know, I started the cycle. I first, I, compulsively ate as a little kid and then now I realized oh I can lose weight too we just have to stop eating so I did that for you know a few years through high school and just felt like I really had all this under control it was really good because I knew there was something wrong with all this um, but I couldn't put a name to it being in high school I just knew that boys liked me and I was happy um, then once I then once um I went to, once I, I went to school, I went away to school, <sighs> I became very, very um, worried about being away, and I was homesick, and I didn't feel good enough again, and um, I was really quite scared, and um, what happened is I ended up, you know, going back to my, you know, my eating again, and of course, I gained weight. Um, and I, you know, and then I added some alcohol in there too to, you know, wash it down and took some drugs and, you know, it was all good because now I was really numb. And when I came home from school, my parents would say, hey, what's wrong with you? You have big, you're, you're, you know, you're heavy again, you're big again. You, what happened to your thighs? What happened to your behind? And, um, you know, I started to feel really bad about myself. So I just kept, you know, eating to, to relieve myself. I wasn't really even thinking about dieting at that time because I was too busy trying to fill the void and I did that with food and I did that with drinking and I did that with some drugs and I kept that up pretty much through, you know, through school until I graduated. And um, I would look in the mirror and be disgusted with what I look like. And I kept thinking, like, why am I eating again? How come I can't stop? And it was just really, you know, it was just really bad. It was very, very painful to be trapped, 
you know, as a binger and as a drinker. Um, the drinking, interestingly enough, I was able to um, control, but the food I could not. Um, the food was just out of control. I could not stop. And this went on. And then I would, and then what I would do is I went through cycles of binging and putting on a lot of weight. And then I would go through cycles of going on diets as I got older into my 20s and 30s and 40s. I would actually seesaw. I would do, I would binge. Then I would go on Weight Watchers. Um, I would go on these diet plans, anything I could find. I used to use personal trainers. I would use everything under the sun trying to get this under control. But no diet, no trainer, no exercise. There was a time that I was exercising every single day, a couple of hours a day, seven days a week. On weekends, sometimes I did three hours, all to try to get the weight off. Um, I even ran a half marathon to try to get the weight off. I did everything, um, and nothing, nothing worked um, because I just kept going back to binging. Even if I took weight off, it went right back. Any diet went right back. Um, Nothing, nothing worked. It was really painful and scary. Um, There were times that I really thought maybe I shouldn't even be here because I can't get rid of this. What's wrong with me? And I did think about suicide because, when you can't stop yourself from eating, you feel like there's, you know, at least I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I, you know, I was defective in some way because everybody was doing it, but I couldn't. So I figured maybe I should do something about it and just take myself out of stopping a burden to people and, um, you know, free. Uh, and luckily, you know, obviously that didn't happen. I was sent to counseling or I went to counseling. I because um, I did go to counseling even as a teen. I went to counseling most of my life. That didn't help the eating either. It did stop the suicidal thoughts, though, so that was good, but I was still binging and restricting. Nothing worked, nothing. It was just a constant. Um, and my relationships were very, were very bad, I remember I had my, the reason why I had no friends in later years is because if you did something, one thing wrong, I would just say, well, you can't, you know, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I would literally just drop friends all the time. So I also was not a very nice person or or a kind person. Um, You know, I had trouble as a parent and, you know, I don't think my kids were that crazy about me when I was younger um, and having all these weights issues and eating issues and everything. And I think my husband was put through the ringer. And finally, um, what ended up happening is this went on for years. And um, I found the, I found OA. Um, I finally said, okay, you know, I tried everything else. Let's see what this OA thing is about. And quite honestly, I did terrible with OA when I first joined. I had first started going you know, going to the OA meetings online when the pandemic started in two, in two, in 2020. And I kept relapsing. I couldn't, I could not stay abstinent if my life depended on it. Um, I went through sponsors because, of course, I didn't want to do the work. So sponsors, <laughs> sponsors drop you. 
Um, and I literally just went to meetings and just um, had the same problem. It was just the same thing. Um, so I could tell you that I had many, I had several sponsors. I relapsed over and over again. And um, I didn't know what to do. I, I was really scared. Um, I was starting to have some blood sugar issues. Um, you know, I was starting to get comments by my doctor like, hey, you know, you may want to stop, you know, you may want to cut out some of the carbs because, you know, your sugar's going um, going bananas. And she's like, you're pre-diabetic, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. It, so I was getting more and more frightened um, about things, you know, about things, and I really figured I better try and do something. And my therapist at the time that I was seeing her had said to me, oh, what did you think of OA? And I said, oh, you know, I really didn't really think it worked. And she said, well, um, you know, that, did you go through the steps? Did you do any of, um, did you um, get led through the steps? And she knew the 12-step programs really well. And uh, I said, well, I did, but they're kind of stupid, and I don't know. I don't, I'm not powerless. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I have everything under control. I don't really understand this powerless thing. And seriously, that's what I thought. And she said, why don't you try it again? You know, I think, you know, you're missing the point, basically. And um, to make, you know, a very long story short, um, I did end up, going I, I went I went back to OA, um, found another sponsor, relapsed again. <laughs> Even though I vowed that I would do it this time and go through the steps. I think I failed at I think I stopped at step four. Because step four is extremely that that's the that's that that's a very hard step. That was a very hard step for me and I could not humble myself to actually do it. So I relapsed again. And then finally, finally, um, about a year ago, I um, yeah, more than a year ago at this point, I found another sponsor. And this sponsor um, and I, I don't know what it was. All the sponsors were great. I was just, it was me. But for some reason, this time around, I, I just saw that I was really in trouble. Um, I was at the point that I knew that if I did not, do this, this was not going to work well for me. And, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't going to be the same as they say with alcohol, but I certainly was heading in the direction of very poor health and, and eventual death. So I realized five that I have reminder. I'm sorry? Five minute reminder. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. I'm wrapping it up. I didn't realize I was talking so long. Okay. So what ended up happening is I saw, um, I, I, I hooked up with this sponsor. I realized that I was desperate and that I better do this. And when I mean desperate, I realized that I could not control this at all. Step one and step two really was what I had to embrace. Coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves can, store, can restore us to sanity that is finally what happened. I actually made the decision to start those steps and, you know, thank God 
I um, actually managed to to do it. And I went through the steps and, you know, honestly, I still have cravings. Um, they don't, they haven't gone away from me, but I have God and I have a really great program that I know that I can always use the support. And, um, you know, I'm very, very grateful. So um, I'm going to wrap it up. So this is Susan Flower. Um, I am a recovered compulsive um, overeater in Arizona, and my phone number is 480-381-6505. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story tonight.